All right, ladies and gents, welcome back to the weekly walk and talk here on the Isle of Man. Uh, today's going to be an interesting one. We're going to focus quite heavily on finance because this week we've been talking about all sorts of crazy stuff, actually. Goodness me. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one, the fallout from those videos. But we're going to be focusing on the finance stuff quite heavily today. And then as we wrap up at the end, we always like to cover a couple of weird or funny stories. So stick around till then. So I think the biggest news this week then is what's just come out in the last 24 hours. And that is the announcement from the Federal Reserve and the Bank of England. Now, for you guys who have been subscribers here for, gosh, a long time now, years, you knew what was coming, you know what to expect. I'm hoping most of you exited your equities and all the positions that I talked about that would be coming down quite heavily. And look what we've seen, including the S&P 500. If you look at the world map, actually, of the different stock markets, and you look at the last year's performance, wow, the amount of money that's just been wiped out of the markets is unheard of. And it's a weird one this time around because many of the patterns that we're seeing, you can't really link it to any other events specifically, you know, in a pinpoint way that's ever come before. I think we're going to see stagflationary period like we saw in the 70s and 80s. But at the same time, we're seeing some telltale signs of the 2008. We're seeing some from the 2000.com bubble. But also we're seeing some big warning signs from the 1929 to 38 Great Depression as well. So it's an interesting one. It's going to be probably a combination of a little bit of everything, which is why I hope you haven't been wiped out this year like a lot of people have um, in all sorts of equities and portfolios and pensions and even bonds. You remember what I said about bonds? They would come down. They won't be a safe haven. And that's proven to be correct actually so not good news for everyone who was told bonds are the safe haven because a lot of people are in big trouble right now so let's see what the fed and the boe said then the u.s federal reserve and bank of england sent two very clear signals to financial markets this week don't underestimate how high u.s interest rates will go and don't overstate peak uk rates either so we've got basically a lot of stories coming out independent british think tank the national institute of economic and social research estimated on thursday that monthly variable rate mortgage repayments by some two and a half million households would double if the bank of england rates hit five percent which i think they could do and thirty thousand households could have monthly mortgage payments that exceed their income which is absolutely huge. And we've got some statistics as well on people that have variable rate mortgages. And it's interesting, you know, the amount of heat I took when I said to people, fix your mortgages. I've been saying this over the last couple of years, even with my forecasts around the housing market. I said, look, if you still want to buy a house, even though I think the market's going to come down, I said, look, if you still want to do it, get these long-term fixed rate mortgage deals. And even my own friends, I'm not joking, you didn't listen to me. And they got, what? some of them, two-year fixed-rate mortgages. One of them got a three-year fix. I said, look, there's a seven-year, there's a 10-year available here. And people in the USA, 25-year. And now, 
people are going to be in big, big trouble because these rates are going up and their variable rate mortgages are going up really heavily as well. And I've got this map that I'll just put on screen here, which shows the variable rate mortgages throughout the UK uh, by sector. So you can see the, the colors and how it's shaded here. This is pretty serious. And we know what happened in 2008. A lot of people lost their homes because they just couldn't afford when these rates went up to such high levels. A lot of people not only were paying these extra rates, but they were underwater as well on their properties. Underwater means that whatever you paid for the property, the price is now below that. And if you got a mortgage, let's say you bought a house for 250 and you got a mortgage of 200, and then the house went down to say 150, which did happen in a lot of cases, then you're actually underwater on your mortgage by 50K. So I wouldn't be surprised if this happens again this cycle. Although the last couple of years did see massive explosive growth, so the markets will have to come down a lot before uh, you know, a number of people will become underwater. But this is when I think you're gonna see a lot of opportunities for people who are sat in cash and have been waiting to actually buy into the market. But the world really, if you think about all the central banks, they're caught in a doom loop right now. And I'll talk about that in a second. But if I just throw this image up on screen, you can actually see that finally all these central banks that said that they wouldn't need to fight inflation, it would go away on its own, la di da di da Now they're finally seeing that, oh, okay, actually, I think we do need to do something. So they're starting to raise interest rates and this is going to have dire consequences for a lot of them but mainly the the public of each of each country as well because the more you raise the rates the more expensive debt becomes and i also think it's going to cause a big problem for the governments as well not really the central banks but more the governments because and you think about the u.s government 31 trillion in debt the service payments on that alone even at close to zero percent rates are extravagant so you think now as they keep raising these rates it's going to be interesting let's just say how the u.s government is going to service this debt uh, is going to be an interesting one now i've got loads of theories around that but i think that would probably be a two-hour video if we went all into all of that but i think it's going to be very very interesting and expect taxes to rise right across the board you can't just keep printing and printing it and giving everyone money and loan forgiveness and all this other stuff and then expect there not to be inflation and and also not expect there to be a lot of people that are upset by that because there will be you know you got a lot of people that are hard-working americans uh, i'm not talking super high salaried people here i'm just talking about your typical hard-working american person here and they're seeing it and they're getting annoyed they're seeing that the administration right now is doing a lot of stuff for um, groups and, and whatever else that just doesn't reflect them or doesn't reflect the majority within the united states and i totally agree with them and i side with the silent majority not just in the united states but in all countries around the world where the, the bulk of the people now are feeling through media control and everything else as though their voice doesn't really count anymore that they don't really matter but in actual fact you you do matter the majority of people do matter it's just that the media makes it out as though 
oh, the majority of people believe all this crazy stuff that you see every day. I see it every day. And it's, it's funny to me because I've had to train myself into seeing past all the BS and everything else they put out. It's just nonsense, you know. But it is hard when you've got all these experts in mind control and propaganda putting this stuff out and you think, oh, this is the new normal. They love that one. New normal, what else is it? Follow the science. They've got all these expressions that they use now and then they, they own the science and, you know, all this, all this stuff. But I just don't feel the majority of people actually do believe it, but they're too afraid to speak out against it. Now, we've just had a very interesting article out from the Bank of England as well. And they've talked about these five things that we're gonna see in the world starting very shortly, or in particular in England or United Kingdom. Not good stuff, but again, I don't say this to brag, but I've been saying this for the last two years. So all these things they're now coming out with. I even fork, I outlaid all of this and, and said exactly what would happen. And all the Patreon members, you guys, I hope, should be financially doing very well right now from all the stuff that I, I talked about. You should have good cash reserves right now, very low amounts of stocks, good amounts of precious metals. You've been building up additional cash flows or small uh, side hustles or businesses or whatever else. And if you're not a member of the private community, the, the link's below in the description. So you are more than welcome to join and watch the, you know, all of my investments and what I do. Um, it's not financial advice, it's just I'm just sharing what I hold and own and what I do with my investments. Um, stock market course that I've got, you are more than welcome to take any of these things. If you like and believe in my work and my forecasts, then that's how you can get access to more of it. So links in the description below. But let's talk about what the Bank of England is saying. Then we'll start with the first point. And after raising the base rate again on Thursday, they are now saying the UK is heading for its longest, so not the worst, but they're saying the longest recession since the 1930s Great Depression. So they're saying it's going to be a severe two-year recession. Now they're not saying it's going to be a depression or anything like that at this time, but they are forecasting a severe and drawn out recession. And two years, I wouldn't exactly say that's a long-term recession. If you think about a lot of recessions, what are they? 18 months on average, historically, when you look back over all of the charts. So is that really a long, uh, drawn out, uh, severe? I don't know. I think they're underestimating it, just like they have with everything else. They always underestimate it. Because what do you do if you've got bad news? You break it very gently. You never just dump the whole load on someone. You just do it very, very gradually and very gently at the start so that you don't panic them. And we've seen this all the way through the last two and a half years as well. It's just gradual, one step at a time. It's the, the yes ladder technique, if you understand that. So it's just all this little gradual bit. So this is what they're saying now. So expect it to be longer than two years and a lot worse than what they are saying. And the next point then is about unemployment. So they're saying that the unemployment rate will get up to 6.4%, which I think is about half a million people or workers will lose their job. Now, I've been working on a little project, which I'll get out soon. And that's about what I see as the next jobs crisis. So my last two videos on the jobs crisis did really, really well. 
and um, I was surprised actually by the amount of views they got. They did really well. That's why I'm working on this next one because the, the last videos I talked about was, you know, where the headline was like, I quit and why all these people would start quitting their jobs and taking up multiple jobs and, you know, with the work from home and all of that. So now this one is, is very different and it's actually going to be about how the, the job losses are going to be in a different sector. But the other thing I find quite interesting about a lot of their forecasts is that we have right now just under one and a half million job vacancies in the UK. Now you correlate that with the amount of migrants who are now in the UK, who are, you know, we talked about this this week in the hotel. Again, that video, I don't know what happened. So many people saying, I couldn't even see it. It wasn't recommended to me. I didn't get a notification. The same as yesterday's video. This is the problem, you know, with the sort of content I cover. It's just not what YouTube likes to publish. And then we get all these issues with shadow banning and everything else. But either way, they, they were very neutral. I'm trying to make the videos so I'm not showing too much bias, even though obviously I do have bias. But I'm trying to make them so they're a little more, a little more neutral. But my point in that video is that we've got all these migrants who are costing billions of pounds to the taxpayer and yet the government won't allow them to work. And you've got to ask the question, why are they not allowing any of them to work? Well, it's because of all these international laws and are they refugees? Are they, you know, asylum seekers or are they economic migrants? My opinion is most of them are economic migrants. But hey, that's an unpopular opinion. You're not really supposed to say that. But that would be one easy way to fill a lot of these job vacancies, which are in the lower end sort of work. A lot of Western people don't want to do these jobs. If you've got a lot of people coming from impoverished nations, developing nations, I'm pretty sure I know the mindset of some of those people. And that is the mindset that I grew up with. And that is, you know what, if, if I'm going to make it in this life, it's completely up to me. I need to work my backside off, get myself educated and do everything I can because if I haven't got any qualifications to fall back on, didn't get any degrees or, or any sort of higher education. So I really need to work hard for this. And I think a lot of them would be willing to take some of these jobs. Now, not all of them. We know there's a lot of criminal gangs and things like that amongst the groups, but I think a lot of them would be willing to take these jobs. And we know that a lot of the Ukraine refugees at the moment, if the farming um, industry report are correct, are actually working a lot of the agriculture jobs, which is fantastic. Oh, who's this guy? Oh, two of them. <laughs> Three of them. <laughs> nice dogs they were. Now, I don't know where I was there, but let's carry on. So sometimes people think my forecasts are doom and gloom. Well, listen to this one from a major hedge fund. Hedge fund giant Elliott warns looming hyperinflation could lead to global societal collapse. And their report goes on to say that they believe that the world is heading towards a complete societal collapse and hyperinflation and all this sort of stuff. Pretty uh, out there, I'd say at this stage. It's quite an extreme view for a hedge fund to make, in my opinion. But is there any merit to it, people ask? Possibly. Yeah, I think there could be merit. It all depends on what happens. There's so much risk at the moment. You've got China, which is just waiting to collapse under all the the weight of the debt. You've got the whole conflict with Russia and Ukraine and NATO and all these other. I mean, to me, it's pretty obvious that this conflict is going to blow up at some point and it's going to pull loads of other countries in. Already, 
Russia's putting out reports saying that the British Special Forces uh, were involved in the pipeline explosion and, and all these. Other. Now, I thought it was the USA, but now they've got this, you know, there's all this evidence. I mean, again, you never know if the evidence is <laughs> true or not. There's always evidence from both sides on all these sort of things. But yeah, you, it's not looking good. But it is looking good for those of you who vote Republican, though. Because, let me just tell you the, the donors list in here. So there's reports that billionaire donors who previously supported the Democrats have now switched to support the Republicans. So $574 million have been donated to the Republican campaign so far this year, with Democrats receiving just $396 million. So that's almost 50% more than the Democrats. And I really do think that the Democrats are going to lose this month. Oh, unpopular opinion there. Everyone's clicking the dislike button, all the Democrats watching. Again, I've got nothing against anyone, whether you vote Republican or whether you vote Democrat, completely up to you. But actually, let's go this way today. Let's go a bit off road. But I do think it's going to be the Republicans that, uh, that pull through um, this month. But just remember though, for those of you who do vote Republican, you're happy with all these donors. These people are not, um, shall we say, honorable, respectful people who are donating all these hundreds of millions. These are the billionaire class. Why do you think they are donating this sort of money? You think they're doing it out of the goodness of their heart? I don't think so. They are making these donations now in order to get favors later on, which make them more profit. Maybe they get some tax breaks or whatever else they're gonna get. So sometimes it is a wolf in sheep's clothing, my friends, with a lot of this stuff. And remember, I don't really get involved in politics. It doesn't matter who you vote for. You're getting the same sort of people every time. They're never completely independent and unbiased. There's always some sort of control um, even above them. And it's so funny when someone said, there's no one above President Biden. I remember that a while ago. There's no one above him. He's the most powerful man in the world. And then he went to, do you remember that clip where he went to meet um, Klaus, Klaus, Professor Klaus? And he's, he's like bowing to him or whatever, calling him your excellency. Okay, yeah, there's no one above him. Yeah, okay. And even with Klaus, I still don't even think that he is the top level guy. I think he's just the front runner for it and wrote the book and everything else. But I think there's even people behind him. There's got to be. And people who don't think that, and it's a conspiracy, you, you've just got to look at nature and you'll see this to be true. Look at a beehive. There's always a queen bee. Look at an ant hive. There's always a, a queen ant. There's always an alpha male in a, you know, a societal group, lions or whatever else. Even with animals that don't live together, when they come together for breeding and things, there'll always be an alpha that gets to breed more than the others. There's always a, a hierarchical structure. And I think it's the same in human beings as well. We had a storm come through here the other day, actually. Oh, I, I've been in a lot of storms, but that was a bad one. I think it was 65 mile per hour winds and the rain. I went out for a little walk in it and uh, instantly regretted it. Came, it was like being battered by hailstones, <laughs> the rain. And my wife just laughed and said, I told you so, told you so. Okay, let me wrap up with stories then. The first one is a bit of advice for the Americans. Get your turkeys now for Thanksgiving. 
We know what's going on, this avian flu and everything else, all these problems. Get your turkeys now because there's a lot of sort of warning signs that there might not be enough turkeys to go around this year and especially the the 20 pound turkeys which is the big one at the minute where has this path gone there's usually a path behind me uh, not sure where that's gone all right let's keep walking on so yeah get your thanksgiving turkey now and for the brits as well if you put yours in the freezer get your turkey for christmas but let's do the wild and wacky one of the week then. Uh, here we go, I've got to read it out to really build this up for you. Italian police have driven Ferraris, American officers Corvettes, and the UAE, the Bugatti. Now it's time to add to the list the police in Wales with their supercars. Oh wait, um, maybe not. They are going to be using the mighty tuk-tuk. <laughs> So if you've ever been to India or in Thailand is probably the best example. One of my favorite countries in the world, actually. If you've ever been to Thailand, you know you've taken these tuk-tuks or rickshaws, I think they're called in other, in other places. Well, this is just so funny to me. The force snapped up four of the three wheelers to use in Newport, Abergavenny and Monmouthshire. It said the officers will be using them to patrol walkways and elsewhere with a top speed of 34 miles per hour. Wow, that's, that's so fast. That's very comparable to the Bugatti for sure. They cost around 11,000 pounds and they are the latest crime-fighting addition. And all these statements are just so funny. They're obviously not true. Someone's just made them up. It's saying that the public has got all this support for them. Thanks the police for all of their support and getting these new vehicles to, you know, help with everything and I know this nonsense. Another one today. Hello. So yeah, I don't exactly know what they're going to be doing with these tuk-tuks or what the purpose of them is. It's not as if they're going to be chasing down all of these bike and quad gangs and, you know, boy racers and criminals and whatever else. But uh, yeah, there we go. Another weird one today. All right, well, that wraps it up today. You can see it's a little colder now. We're getting into the colder weather here. Much colder than London last weekend, that is for sure. Got my woolly hat. Remember, get your... Get your woolly hat, get your you know, warm clothes in now. Get this stuff ready. And just a reminder, if you wanna check out the private community or the stock market course, highly recommended, as I'm sure a lot of the other subscribers on the channel will also recommend and uh, tell you how good it is and how accurate it is as well. But apart from that then, thanks for being a subscriber here. Uh, take care, God bless you and your families. And I'm looking down because I don't want to trip over. Uh, but apart from that, I'll see you next week now then. All right, bye for now. This place is just one big mushroom farm all the way down.